As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Toyota's Labor Day sales event is ending soon. Save big with 0% APR on 13 of Toyota's top-selling models like RAV4, Camry, and Corolla. Don't wait. Toyota's Labor Day sales event ends Monday. Toyota, let's go places. Click the banner or visit buyatoyota.com. It's time to begin. With Bruce Buffer. We are live. It's time to begin with Bruce Buffer starts now. Exclusively on the Sure Dog Radio Network. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to Bangor, Maine where the UFC is coming and the lobsters are waiting to the Great Wall of China where I hope nobody is jumping, we are live on the SureDog Radio Network. My name is Bruce Buffer. My associate and co-host is TJ DeSantis. And we have a very, very special guest with us today, Mike Catherwood from Loveline. You all know who he is because I'm sure you all listen to Loveline. Mike, I hope all you? you listen to Loveline. That'd be awesome if everyone listening also listened to Loveline. That'd be fantastic. Would that be great? Yeah. Thank I'll you for having me, guys. It's yeah, really no, awesome we had you on before, and you know, it was a, a totally fun experience. TJ's been pushing to have you back on, and he's all excited that you're here. I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited to meet you in person. Well, thanks. Guys. Stay on that microphone, Bruce. It's not It's not day one. Come on. I don't I don't feel like, I don't feel any feedback on this right now. Really? You don't yeah. hear anything? I don't hear anything in my Nothing in, in your headphones? Yeah. Are they plugged in? Yeah. I, I swear, Mike, we've done this before. No, no, I, I believe Turn it. up the volume? Test, test, test. The better? I think try the one to your left, the the knob. There you go. Hello, uh, hello. That, much better. Oh, wow. Now, now I feel like I'm existing in the world. Now we have a radio I don't want to show off, right, guys, right. but I've been in radio for so, some time now. Good job. Thank you. I know you. how to work head. The expertise. So are you saying that the, the jumping out of the... Uh, Great Wall of China? Did nobody heard it? No, no. Everyone heard it. You just didn't hear you yourself. You just didn't hear yourself. Oh, well, yeah. you know what? How much I love to hear myself. I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> it you sounded want... good. That was a that was a hell of an intro. Thank Did you. Did you know the Great Wall of China is like five thousand miles long or something? Is it that long? No. Yeah. I like I I was thinking about the quote unquote Great Wall of China. Right. And I was like, well, that's a that's a really pretentious name. I thought it was like like a couple football fields. No, it's like. It's like way bigger than thousands anything. of miles. Yes. It's wow. it truly is a great wall. I, I tell you the thing that really blows me away about the Great Wall of China, the pyramids and stuff like that is how the hell do they build this thing? Right. I, I just it still to this day blows me away. I look at skyscrapers. I look at the Empire State Building, really realizing that was built in the early 1900s. Right. right. How the hell do they build that? I, I'm just obviously I'm not a builder. It just blows right. me away. And and even in the early 1900s, they had you know pretty solid level of like equipment and stuff like. Yeah. How does how does one build the Sistine Chapel? I mean, with no cranes or and and then you, you think like I heard another crazy statistic that really made my head explode. That how old the Roman Empire is in comparison to us is how old the Egyptians who built the pyramids were to the Roman Empire. It, it's, yeah. it's so just, I mean, think about how far and long ago that was in human development, and they were able to build something that engineers now still can't really wrap their heads around. Well, when the aliens came down and helped them build the pyramids, I mean, that right. pretty much answered everything, right? Isn't it pretty yeah. much confirmed that aliens built Stonehenge? Like, there's no human way that we can explain Stonehenge. Right? I think that's just 
good PR and marketing person. I don't know. <laughs> if if aliens came down and built Stonehenge, then really they got like they're not that impressive. Yeah, exactly. You got a bunch of blocks in a circle, and then you got the pyramids. What's so big about think Stonehenge? About, not about, impressed. Think about the technology at the time, though. I mean, those stones are t- massive tons upon tons. They stacked them up. No human could do that. I can play dominoes just as yeah, well. But What's the big deal? Slavery can help. That's you know, like if you get a thousand humans, it'd be amazing how much crap you can move. Not matter how many you sacrifice, but going back to the Sistine Chapel, how the hell did Michelangelo even paint the ceiling in that damn thing? I mean, yeah. come on, seriously, these Maybe are incredible. Maybe he was an alien. Fourteen years yeah. he was lying on his back, and I always think about how, like, if I get a good night's sleep, how badly my back hurts from just being sure. prostrate. Think about like, how fourteen years he must had the worst circulation. <laughs> Terrible posture. Think about how an aging prostitute feels. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's it's all problematic. Like your lower lumbar just being constantly, constantly pounded. Yeah, yeah really. A basketball court. Your pelvis pounded like a Sistine Chapel. Come on. So, um, all right. So that happened. That happened. <laughs> Too soon. Only, <laughs> only you guys can make the transition from Renaissance art to old prostitutes. That's what we do on It's Time Radio, baby. <laughs> so now the big news in the world of MMA, and we all like to know that we're a lifestyle show, but of course we do touch on sex, drugs, rock and roll, and UFC. Uh, Jones and Cormier, yesterday at their press conference, the shove, the fight, the debacle. Let's talk about this for a second. I, I'm just going to ask you guys one question. We touched on this earlier. If Dana White was there, would this have happened? Hell no. No, you, you, don't, you don't do that in front of the boss, man. Mm-mm. You know, it just that's, that's the hand that feeds. You don't bite it. And I guarantee you, I hate to say it, no offense to Dave Schaller, but all five foot eight of Dave Schaller uh, had nothing for John Jones. Dana White's a big guy. Well, on top of his physique, he is. He's a big, tough guy. Yeah. On top of it, Dana carries himself like a, a thousand foot man. Right. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, especially to two uh, UFC athletes. I mean, what. Dana represents by just standing between them. I just don't think that they would have have done that. Well, the respect factor they'd have for their quote unquote boss, yeah, uh, I think would definitely enter the picture. Dave, great guy, nice guy. There's just the presence isn't there to handle this. I, I'm I'm a really uh, split between this this whole incident and what it does. It raises the visibility of the UFC and MMA as a whole, which is always a great thing in my opinion. I you know I'm watching. Uh, uh, I'm watching, you know, like outside, the, not outside the lines, the um, the other kind of sports talking head show. On HBO ESPN. Real Sports. No, uh, the the Daily Kornheiser. Ta- uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, pardon the interruption. Yeah, pardon the interruption. Yeah, right. Watching right. pardon the interruption, and I see, you know, clips of the of the of the scuffle and coverage of the fight and 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 everything, and, and you're getting again a lot of promotion for MMA and the UFC. But the negative side to it is that as someone who really understands and appreciates MMA and the sport and what these athletes do, I think it kind of reinforces a lot of the negative stereotypes that people have of MMA. Right. These guys are just just thugs and this is the last thing we need in our town. Hit it right on the head because in business, the secret of business I always tell when I preach in my branding and marketing seminars, it's like, okay, all the work you do to get up to this point to be successful – that's actually, as hard as it is, the easy part. Mm-hmm. It's when you get there maintaining that success level and maintaining that image and persona. That's the difficult part because that's where your real true level of consistency and expertise comes in. So in a situation like this, it's the old story of taking one, three, or excuse me, 10 steps forward or three steps forward and suddenly taking six steps backward. Right. So you, you're, you're right. You suddenly open it up to the critics. The same way in the old days where tank abs of this world were getting off bar stools and brawling in the octagon. We are... And we take pride in, and I know John does, and I, I have to assume that from my interactions with Cormier that he does too. We're role models. We're martial artists. Pride, honor, blood, sweat, and tears. This is what we're all about. Right. Exude it. 
it all got thrown in the trash can on that one. I, I agree. And these are these are two of the the premier athletes that the mm-hmm. UFC has to offer. Um, I, I just don't think that that repre- – I mean, it'd be one thing if it was Nick Diaz's comeback fight and you see him getting – you're like, okay, sure, yeah. we, we expect that. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, I just was so shocked to see uh, DC and, and John Jones uh, get themselves involved in that. And like I said, it's great when it's like it gets them on the front page of the New York Times because it's it's promotion for the sport. But at the same time, I know I've talked to those guys that they, they truly don't understand what – MMA is about and they right. say oh it's just a, it's just a street fight it's, it's like human cockfighting and now you're just kind of reinforcing that idea well yeah. my question is the authenticity of this because we saw we saw Dan Cormier do this exact same thing to Pat Cummins mm-hmm. and that made that fight I mean Pat Cummins had no business being in the co-main of any UFC 170 and DC pushed him and they had a little spat on Fox Sports Live and that made that pay-per-view and, and fight a lot more entertaining is Dan Cormier coming in and doing the same sort of thing in this fight, and John Jones just took it a little bit too far? I mean, did it start as a small thing that was maybe contrived and just blew up into, you know, pandemonium? Or, I mean, what's your stance on it? Well, you know, if Cormier got a piece of the pay-per-view, maybe that did occur to him that he needs to beef it up. If it's a matter of coming in and fighting for the uh, purse that he's receiving and being Daniel Cormier, I, I think the class factor aspect of it would be just to go in, stand tall, do a great job, and show yourself with class. Sure. I wonder how much in the ear the management is of each individual. I don't see Malky getting into John's ear and say, John, listen, you know, something happens, throw a punch and we'll beef up the pay-per-view sales. I, I don't really see it on either side. I think it was just an emotional moment without the school teacher in the room to keep mm-hmm. the class in order and things got out of hand. And I think it's a learning lesson, not just for John and for Cormier, but it's a learning lesson for future press conferences for the UFC to make sure that the, uh, the father figure, the disciplinary figure is there in the room and like, you know, hey, guys, this is about the UFC, right? right? We're representing the brand. There's a lot at stake here. This is the push that was heard around the world. And it's going to be negative, positive. It's going to create buys and sales and interest in the fight. But disciplinary action, disciplinary action is going to potentially come down from the Nevada State Athletic Commission now, I understand. And they're Nothing's going to happen. I know, come on. I know, but it'll be interesting to see what precedent they set to... You know, so everybody that gets up on that dais in the future knows right. that this precedent was set. Right. So what is going to be said? I don't know. I don't know what to expect from that. And would that be financial discipline or would that be... I don't know where their power goes. Yeah. That they have the power to, to put a financial slap on them for a press conference for the UFC. They might be able to find them. They definitely would be able to suspend their licenses, but that doesn't do the commission any good. You know, whole thing, a main event like this. Uh, if it was, say it was weigh-ins, I think they'd have more yeah. um, license to do something. Um, but because it's a presser, I don't I don't know. Well, I remember when Mike Tyson you know, went with Lennox Lewis, and then I'm going to eat your children and all that stuff right. that happened back then. Nobody got fined any money for yeah. that. And that was a heck of a lot worse than this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you imagine John Jones turning around going, I'm going to eat your children. I, I just can never see that one. No, no. Yeah. John's not that type of figure. and He's uh, also very lean. I don't see him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Might not Seems like a lot of calories yeah. for one sitting for John Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a leg. <laughs> so, okay, we've got that that happened. We'll see what comes out of that. The other thing that really blew me away this week, and being a, a gun collector, not a hunter, as we've discussed, and, and shot as much as I've shot in my life, Joe Riggs cleaning his gun, doesn't yeah. realize it's loaded, mm. and shoots himself in the leg. 
which is probably I was just talking to Joe a few weeks ago. Where were we in Phoenix or not Phoenix or whatever we were Albuquerque? Yeah, and he's all excited about getting back in the UFC. I'm all excited for him getting back. Sure, in the UFC. It's a big this deal for him. And this is a guy that deal. has struggled with pain pain medication yeah. uh, addiction. I mean this this guy's gone through a long road to get back to the UFC, and now he's back. He now you himself. shoot yourself in the leg, which yeah. God knows how long that's going to keep you out for. Yeah, seriously. A stupid, I'm sorry, Joe, stupid thing. First thing you do whenever you pick up a gun is check to see if it's loaded. It's rule, You don't point at anybody, you make sure it's not loaded. That's point and rule number one, tantamount. How depressed is Joe Riggs right now? I'm not trying to get humor out of this. Yeah. I mean, I, well, he's yeah. got to be just ruined by this. And, and look, that's the hallmark of an addict, uh, speaking as one, is that you always, regardless if you're engaging in the use of your drug of choice or not, you always have to be cognizant of careless behavior, yeah. you know, because most people who suffer from uh, addiction, the disease of addiction, I know for a fact, just listening to interviews with uh, Joe Riggs, that he is a smart guy. Yeah. He's not yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not a dumb person. It's wow. not like he's someone who, who he needs his supervision. It's it's this careless, reckless behavior. Sure. And, you know, you take someone who's uh, a longtime professional fighter and uh, been open about suffering from addiction. This is a guy who's running on on just redlining constantly yeah. in his brain. He's probably got to constantly make sure that he checks himself because look, when you're any, when you're anybody who devotes themselves to doing something that's incredibly that takes a, a, an incredible amount of passion, like being a professional MMA fighter does. It's not just like it's not something you can just pick up and start doing. It t- you devote your entire life to mm-hmm. just be able to get a shot into fighting in the UFC. Um, you're a guy who needs to also take a step back because it can get unwieldy. Having yeah. that level of passion for anything, for sure. it can get wild and yeah. great. I mean, you see it in, in, in great writers and great actors, whatever it may be. You constantly kind of got to regulate that because yeah. if you just let that governor switch go, yep. you shoot yourself in the leg. Absolutely. <laughs> to coin a pun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shoot yourself in the leg, not in the foot. I hope he's okay. I mean, you bring up a good point. I hope just Have you guys seen the photos? Psychologically, he's okay. Well, luckily it went in and out. But the, oh. the tissue damage, the muscle damage, everything else, that's not going to heal in a couple TMZ months. put out the photos, and I had a hard time looking. That's gross. It's not good looking. It's terrible. And he's got to look at it every day and remind himself of how stupid he was. What looks worse, the gunshot wound or his tattoos? <laughs> he's got bad tattoos. You know, I like Joe. I just bad feel bad tattoos. for him. I think that I everyone who has a lot of tattoos, I have a lot of tattoos, everyone who has a lot has to have some dumb ones. Do you have you dumb have, ones? Yeah, I have some dumb ones. What's the dumbest tattoo you have? Well, see, I like it, though. I, it's really dumb, but I like it. I got – this is one of my friends, Ryan Jaso. He's a club promoter. Yeah. I got him as a fat minotaur. So it's a man <laughs> I thought the minotaur was pregnant for a second yeah, when I was looking at it. He's a, pretty fat, and he's balding, so I get I got him as a balding, fat Very minotaur. Very nice. Yeah. And instead of a spear, he has a, uh, a bottle of champagne. You know, it's funny. I was looking at the love, the love Line uh, uh, website before we went on the air because I have a surprise for you before oh, the yes. show's over. It's nice. pretty exciting. Okay. Um, but I was over there, and they have a promo uh, photo of you and Drew. Mm-hmm. You have no tattoos on your arms. Yeah, it's probably like six, seven years ago. So you got uh, all that all done this in the last... Is, really? Um, well, I have some that are on like my body that you can't see. Right, right, right. That I've had for, since I was like 17 years old. But then it, this, my right arm is almost completely done in the last... Yeah. So I hear like that once that decision to go below the sleeve line is mm-hmm. made, that it's just... I, I, it wasn't. It wasn't any hesitation to go below the sleeve line that prevented me from getting the like big ornate ones I have on my arm. It was like I, w- I didn't have the money okay. until about two thousand nine. I didn't have the cat like dispensable income, right, sure. to go get like five six hundred dollar tattoos because I mean I had like I have Lemmy's autograph right here. Right, and I've yeah. had that for years, and that was you know that was like a fifty dollar tattoo and Ozzy's autograph and some little ones around me that I I collected over the years. But it's one of those things when it's like if it's going to be rent money or 
or sure. tattoos, like right. you, well, you don't put you're it online. You're being smart. That's yeah. the way you should be. I told you that about my experience when I first saw a tattoo. <clears throat> real briefly, there's been two tattoos that scare me. I like tattoos. I don't have any tattoos. I'm never going to get one. It's just me. Yeah. Uh, no, no disrespect of tattoos. I think they're really cool. Yeah. It's just not me. So, with that being said, um, some tattoos on girls really do turn me on. I agree. Oh, I'm no. not. I'm out of the tramp stamp. That does nothing for do me it. anymore. But there's a couple of tattoos that kind of scare me. And my first experience with the tattoos from 30 years ago was during a sexual encounter when she turned over her entire tuchus was all a big butterfly. Yeah. And it freaked me out. I almost lost Mr. Johnson. You know? <laughs> so, but then I realized that the wings moved, and I thought it was really cool to watch it fly. And I'm back on top again, right? <laughs> that's good. That's, that's good, good distraction too. If you're Very, a guy like me who who suffers from uh, the occasional quick draw, uh, it'd be nice <laughs> to have like some artwork that you could focus on. To get- well, there was another time, and it was when I was doing an event in Atlantic City, and I, I happened to meet this girl there, and we had a little you know fun and stuff like that, and real beautiful. Dressed stylishly, no visual tattoos, whatever. Right. When it got down to the nut kicking, excuse my French. Um, You're into some crazy stuff. Yeah. Her, her, that's intense. Her yeah. vaginal area was a cobra. Oh, oh no. It was an entire, like the head, the was mouth? The, the head was the belly button going all the way down to where the entire vaginal area was, was the rest of the snake extending into her you inner thighs. You had sex with a snake. Well, well, he didn't, have, I don't even want to answer he didn't that bang one. the snake. He banged like he yeah. banged like snakeskin labia. I, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's like, nice that her head wasn't the vagina though, because you don't want the poisonous animal. That's mouth. true. I don't want teeth on me. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. But it just freaked me out. Yeah. And then and then it turned into the cool session. Like, okay, this is kind of cool. This yeah. is really kind of dirty. Yeah. Let's let's get into it. You know, my mom is covered in tattoos. So any your girl mom? That, yeah. Well, uh, you've seen the picture of my dad, right? Yeah, that's my dad. Show you. Oh my goodness! So I, I'm, I'm rebellion okay. right here, yeah. all uh, all clean and whatnot. But yeah, like any girl I ever dated, I found out they had a tattoo. I just immediately thought of my. I mother. see that though. If I, like if my mom had tattoos, I would hate it. You know. Yeah, well, it bummed me out because like my mom's know, teeny. My mom's like four eleven. My mom's so 4'11". I, was, I have like usually go for like bohemian women, like bohemian, right? Like Amazonian women. So you're not a big fan of like the short. I'll, don't get me wrong. If she's hot and like Mila Kunis is like five one, right. I could care less. Right, you know? right, but, right. But I definitely. Because I grew up with such a small mom that sure. I, I, I naturally go for, like, really tall women. I'm, I'm, over 75% of the women I've been with in long-term relationships have been taller than me. I'm or, sure or Ashton Kushner is spinning me like, like oh, a top, yeah. like a, uh, what do you call it, like a top. Yeah, yeah. top, yeah, it'll work. She's pregnant. Did now. I say that? Is she really? She oh, looks she like, is she's pregnant, a hot yeah. pregnant chick, too. Like, wow. that can go sour. I feel like the dark brunette, like, that preg- gets pregnant a little bit better than, like, Brun- the... Brunettes age better than blondes. Is that true? Yeah, because the the, the oils and the, as a rule, I think we I think we mentioned this on the show. As a rule, the you know the oils in the skin, brunettes. If you really look at it, they have a tendency to age. As far as the right. wrinkling effect, I'm not saying anything bad about blondes. Well, Please don't misunderstand. I, 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 I think there is something to like the darker skin, darker the, skin, the yes. easier because like I mean the 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 old saying "black don't crack" is not just a funny little right. I mean, it really is unbelievable sometimes when you meet, like, African-American women. She's like, oh, I'm 65. Right. It's impossible. You yeah, look better yeah. than my sister, you know? I'm Mexican-Irish right down the middle. My mom's, like, like, like real— That can't be um, a common mix, is it? I think it is, actually. Really? More, more common than you might assume because there's a lot of similarities in the culture. First off, alcoholism. Right. <laughs> Secondly, they're very artistic cultures that are really into things like mystical things. Like, right, I mean, sure. they're both very— entrenched with uh, deep-seated kind of old-fashioned Catholic mysticism and things like Day of the Dead. And, right. Uh, but uh, my mom's side of the family, I've noticed, 
that there is kind of a curse with Hispanic women, especially beautiful Hispanic women, right. where they're like 33 and you just can't believe how beautiful they are. And then they wake up one morning and they're a monster <laughs> where like they're just they, they somehow can gain like 70 pounds in a right. week. Yeah. And you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's some women who just like, sure. oh, she's let herself was... go and you see it happen. Somehow every like <laughs> over the hill chola I know, you're like, damn, you were so hot in 1999. How right. are you a behemoth? Yeah, please yeah. don't, please don't hate me for saying this listeners out there, especially the female. It's just an observation. I'm not saying anything, but usually after a child. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's the recovery after a child. Now I was watching Ray Donovan the other night, which I'm huge fan of big fan yeah sheryl and fenn remember yeah sheryl and fenn i sure do what she used to that? co-host loveline a lot remember, really remember yeah. how incredibly sexy yeah. and hot sheryl and, and do you see her in the show uh, yeah i unfortunately with yeah. all respect still a beautiful woman yeah but wow but that, see like be, the only reason we can say that and get away with it is because there's also women like robin wright if you watch house of cards really you're like Tim, you might be hotter now. Yeah, yeah I think so. I'll co sign on that. For sure. have been. Her husband to be is what, 25 years younger than her? Really? She's, Good for her. Yeah, she's dating some younger guy. I forget who. An actor, a really popular actor. Uh, Polly Shore. No, that's, <laughs> whoa, not quite. <laughs> I forget, but we'd have to check. I have a kudo of the week. Um, I love street justice because uh, <laughs> people just don't really get it in the courts of law these days the way they should, in my opinion. This Houston gas station clerk that beat up that. Uh, the guy trying to rob his buddy coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, awesome. I, I watched agree. that video. Awesome. I love it. I mean, he should be given the key to the friggin' city, man. Don't you think? There's a lot of, you're right, in that clearly no one wants violence all around us in the streets and stuff. But at the same time, there used to be kind of a douchebag checkpoint where yeah, yeah, yeah. in, you know, 1975, no one wants to be that guy that's going around just punching people for no reason that's disgusting and like sure. the idea but there used to be a thing where if a guy really acted out of control you could say listen i'm gonna take you outside i'm gonna kick your ass and that shuts people up yeah i mean it really does also no one died back right. then either when there that happened a, and 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 now it's just such everyone has free liberty it's like don't judge me man i could do what i want how dare you how dare and it's like no i'll just i'll, I'll break your nose and then everything is solved then we don't have to talk about right. this anymore yeah but at the same time too you're absolutely right but how lucky was this guy that these two or three guys in the car that are robbing, in essence, a bank robbery or, mm-hmm. or an ar- ar- a, a armored car style robbery, aren't even carrying any weapons? Right. No, he's very I mean, lucky. He could have been blown away right there. He was very, very lucky. Do you guys ro- have road rage at all? Do I? Yeah. I used to. I don't anymore. I used to till it gets to a couple of close encounters and you realize how stupid it is. Right. So we've my, my wife and I have been living here now for nine months, and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to get in a street fight and murdered because of her road rage. Well, you got to be careful in Southern California, especially if you're not from here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because the traffic here, I, I know there's tra- bad traffic everywhere, but it's, it's exceptionally bad here. The traffic here is, here. is soul crushing. Yeah. And if you're mm-hmm. not accustomed to it, you really got to be careful because right. it'll drive you crazy. Yeah. You know, it's I live in Orange County fault. and yeah. I come here every day at 4 a.m. just so I don't have to deal with the traffic right. on the 105. So I'm, I'm not really in it because I get out of here by like 2.30, but she you know, works a normal 9 to 5 mm-hmm. and she's got to get on the 91 and apparently that's terrible. Ugh, I just yeah. drove it yesterday. I did an event down at Harrah's in San Diego. I had to take the 91 all up and down. And like it will it'll ruin your entire day. Yeah, you... well, I mean, it was a weekend, but it's still, I, I hit traffic on the weekend. Yeah. yeah, that's so I'm pretty sure you're going to come in on a Tuesday and I'm going to be dead. Eric's going to be running the board because my wife's going to flip off the wrong person and I'm going to have to get out and defend her honor. Well, and, and you, don't, and you don't look like a win- I mean, you look like a guy who could probably handle himself. So the guy who you th- like, you got to put in perspective the guy who's like all excited to challenge you to a fight. Right. Like 
what's up with him? Does he have a gun? You know, the, I don't you know. Got, the, there's that always that lurking question. Like, I look like a big bitch, so I can understand like maybe some guys being like, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. But like, uh, I don't know if you are familiar with uh, Jason Ellis of the Jason of Ellis course, show. Sure. I mean, he really looks like a guy who can who can mess some some. Yeah, he's shit intimidating up. for he's sure. Tattoos on his head. Yeah. And so when I hear about him, he'll be like, I was driving into work today, and this guy's like, pull over. I'm gonna, I'm always like, man, that guy's got to have at least a bat. You know, because yeah. he's not challenged, just like all happy to right. go duke it out with the dude on the street you're not corner. Gonna, you're not going to get out and put on a gear on or anything. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? It's just from the standpoint of when you're on TV, radio, or whatever, people think you're worth millions. You yeah, know? that's true. Whether you are or not, is beside. they think you're worth millions. And it's the old lawsuit mentality, which we live in these days. I will not get in any more street fights unless somebody literally puts their hands on me. Right. I, sticks and stones well, may break. You know, I don't get it caught up in verbality anymore. Well, you guys can't. You guys have both been featured on TMZ. You guys can't really do anything without the risk of something coming back and, and biting you. It's well, been all, it's been all good so far, thank God. Yeah, I, I I think that at least in my the where my career is at right now, like I could I could have a couple street fights and right. be okay. I'd be like, listen, man, this guy it would add to your persona almost a little bit on the air, right? But see, it wouldn't be that big a deal for me. Like Dr. Drew, he truly can't do. Right, like, he yeah. has to be even. He's so careful about even the things that like I get him involved in. Sure, I'll be like, hey. Well, you can hear his hesitancy right. sometimes during, you know, just common banter on the air where it's like, oh, should I share that or should I not <laughs> right, share that? Right, 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 right. So I, uh, you, you're, you're correct that if you're in the public eye, you got to be kind of careful. But I still think that I'm at a point right now where I'd be like, no, uh, that guy was a complete asshole and I just I got in a fight with him. How, how close were you to being the host on live? Um, from what I hear, you know, pretty close. I wasn't one of those guys that like really immersed myself in the process of deciding. Sure. I really enjoyed hosting it and, and and sitting there with Kelly Ripa and she was like she couldn't have been cooler and the whole like machine of live with Regis and Kelly at the time was really cool and and they reached out to me after I co-hosted one time and they said they really enjoyed me and they kept inviting me back and I left it at that I let my agent like you know kind of check in with them I didn't want to be that guy that sure. was like looking too anxious right. and uh and uh, you know I never really got any detailed insight as to like was it between 10 guys or was it pretty right. i just was uh i was almost so i was so overwhelmed to even be mentioned in that sure in that mix that i was just happy to kind of take it take you did it well you did Thank well you. i mean that that made the show um kind of more hip and fresh to me because that was something that like my grandparents watched sure yeah. and then obviously you know with your background in radio i kind of gravitate towards a younger version of Regis essentially that's that's what you were stray hands decent but he's just not my cup of tea yeah well I, he's not Nicole Murphy's cup of tea anymore either <laughs> man have you ever met her she's beautiful she that's a met her. hot woman she I mean in person beautiful. she is like you can't even talk you she's just, like 511 yeah she's got eyes that you can see across the room will yep. pierce you she's literally drop dead yeah. friggin gorgeous Gorgeous, but she found out he was fooling around. From what I read today, so and she timed it right when he's yeah. getting his NFL award. That's right, it comes oh, out. How yeah. vindictive can women be? Much less how vindictive can men be? It's just love creates so much vindictiveness and, and rage. It's crazy. It really does, especially if you're if you're her. I mean, you're kind of your mo is marrying famous guys. Uh, just a bit, you think? You know, so plus your TV show, right? It's yeah. not as if it's not as if she was breaking character you know what i'm saying like right, right right i'd be shocked if someone you know if my wife turned around if i made it someday and you know became like far more wealthy than than i could have ever imagined and then my wife left me for the money because she like it just it's not in her dna sure 
but you kind of got to see that coming somewhat if you're Michael Strahan, you know? You, you would think it, considering her past, but, you know, I mean, I don't think he's going to suffer too much except the loss of a, uh, a marriage and a relationship. He's making so much bank right now. She's very well off He's herself. on TV every day on a massively successful network show, living in New York City, probably, this pro- like I said, financially this is probably the only thing that's bugging him. But isn't he like on... Two shows on two networks? Yeah. Well, they have, during football season, he's on TV. Yeah, he's everywhere. Yeah. He's just everywhere. He's doing I, endorsements, I think, too. So, I mean, oh, it's like yeah. you get him on the show, and then you get you know two Visa commercials with him or whatever. If you ever get a chance to meet him, I mean, I know Michael. He's not He's been on the show, I think. Uh, I think we had him on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, I got show. Michael on the show. Super nice guy. Yeah. Super, super nice guy. Incredible presence. I think he's great at what he does. Uh, doesn't hold a relationship too well, but he's great at what he does. Most yeah. men don't. Look at me. Stay single, your pockets will jingle. I've never been married. I've almost been divorced twice. We know that. So yeah, it's all absolutely. Good. You you seem like a wild guy. What made you settle down? Uh, I think yeah, there was a bit of. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely at my my core like a like a, a relationship. I've been married before. Right. I got divorced, and when I got married the first time, I was recently sober, like a, probably a year and a half clean, and I was 21. Oh, wow. Um, That's so 20, young. Yeah. And, oh, you realize that early, huh? Yeah. Well, I had been to rehab twice before I even turned 21. So, oh, wow. I mean, I, I started hitting it pretty hard. Um, uh, so, I, when I got clean, at least, you know, hopefully for the last time, uh, I met my wife, my ex-wife, and, and she had, like, on paper everything that I was supposed to kind of be with. She was very nice, come from a good family, super beautiful. Um, and we... I, it, just, it seemed like the next logical choice because I was so confused and so lost in life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was this kind of failed musician, rock star guy with no skill set, and I'd never succeeded in anything. Radio never, is a perfect fit. And I got a job at K Rock, you know, as a as an entry level job to kind of pay the bills while I was going to go out and like gig with other bands and hopefully find a new job, a new entry into. You were a promotions intern, right? Yeah, I was. I, I started at the lowest level you yeah. can start at a radio station, and then. I started doing like custodial work on top of that at K Rock wow. so that I could get some more hours. And I started like, you know, I, I, I kind of fell into building a, a career in broadcasting. But at the time, you know, it just seemed like a reasonable thing to do. I was not someone who ever assumed I would have any chance at landing a chick, let alone like playing the field. <laughs> and so I just had this beautiful girl that I got along with. So right. I married her and it seemed like a great thing to do. Little- like that, that I can totally appreciate what you're saying. I had those thoughts in my 20s. Right. I just didn't go forward. And then I got divorced and uh, I was probably 28. Oh, so you were married a while. Yeah. 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 We were married about f- oh, a little over five years. Okay. Were you happy for the five years? No. I was miserable. Not not her. Not necessarily all her fault. I was just a miserable guy. I would have been right. miserable if I was single. I was, mm-hmm. I was a, I was a dry drunk who had lost sight of my recovery. I was. Uh, I'm a, a profoundly depressed guy, like clinically. Um, I wasn't doing anything to do. I wasn't doing anything about it except for wallowing in my own misery. I was trying so hard. I had finally found something that people had told me I was good at, which was you know making fart jokes and being with Kevin and Bean and people. Listeners, everybody was giving me some type of pat on the back, and I, I was so addicted to that. I had never had that in my sure. life. I never had anything right. that anybody told me I was good at, and I just was so laser-focused on trying to be to just immerse myself in that and, and grow and grow and grow that I just lost sight of everything else. Sleep, diet, taking care of myself, giving myself any type of enjoyment, any, any type of like personal fulfillment was thrown out the door, um, and I was miserable, and, and you know, I— I couldn't even make myself a happy person, let alone be a good husband. Right. So it was just a disaster um, right out of the gate. And then uh, when I got single, I then almost uh, like simultaneously started getting on TV. 
and it was like it was truly almost too much for me to handle. Sure. I mean, I don't want us talk like like say, you know, hey, you wouldn't believe how much trim right, I got. Right, right. But it was I've never been all that adept at like I'm not I'm not a ladies man. I'm not good with chicks. Sure. But then when you get on TV, especially on shows that are like really visible, I was on live with Regis and Kelly like consistently at that point and then I was working for E News and then I was also then I was on Dancing with the Stars after that. And it was like it was almost crazy, like it was like fairy tale. You had I'd, a crazy run. I'd for meet sure. girls like that would measure me for co- in wardrobe for Dance with the Stars, and I'd have sex with them like twenty minutes later. I'd be like, "This is God, I got to get on this, this show. This is insanity. You yeah. know, like, this is truly insanity." I've been wanting to do Dancing with the Stars for four years now. Now I'm friggin' incensed. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it 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 was nuts. And then that that whole run kind of let me exercise that feeling. And don't get me wrong. And when I met my wife, I, I knew she was someone special. She was different than any other girl I'd ever met. But it was still a sacrifice. I mean, when I got engaged, sure. I was like, oh, no, this yeah, it kind of sucks. Like the op- option to have sex with lots of girls. Right. Now giving up that. it's You know, guys, I think, like to BS around when they do these interviews where it's like, no, man, I the, the love of my life is with me. And that is more than. No, no, it sucks. Like constantly I go around, I'm meeting beautiful girls and I'd be like, that would be right. amazing to have sex That's with you. That's the way you're biologically yeah. wired. Yeah. You know, That's, we're not wired to be monogamous. But uh, it, it does work out for me being monogamous. And and I do in turn in the back end get so much more out of it. And, sure. and uh, when I say the back end, I don't mean anal. My wife is strictly <laughs> against it. But in the long run, I get so much more out of it, so much more fulfillment out of my relationship with my wife and being monogamous. But I just think it, it bugs me so much when guys are not honest about how, oh, it, oh no, it's a sacrifice. It totally is, especially pre- if you have a lot of options. Absolutely. We preach on the show. I preach on the show. Honesty is the best policy in relationships, whether married or not. But when you talk about your past and mm-hmm. the addictions and, and all that goes with it, to me, that makes you an incredible candidate for a very successful, loving marriage because you have the support of somebody to keep you on the straight and narrow yeah. and a real partner, you know? Well, the, the difference is, yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. The difference is, is when I met my wife, she saw me for who I was and was willing to then stick around on the, on the prospect that I would get control of myself. Mm-hmm. Even though I had been sober quite a long time when I met my, my, wife, my current wife, there was still so many loose ends for me to take right. care of emotionally. And in most women, they got tired of it three months into a relationship. They're like, you, you're very nice to me. You're cordial. But you, you're, you, you're clearly got some serious intimacy issues. You right. clearly have problems that you don't. And they would, they would break up with me. My wife was saying, you know, you can be better for you, not for me. And, and she helped me work through a lot of it. Um, and that's why, you know, she, she I, it separated her from everybody else in my life. She was the only person who saw me for what I could be and not, not so that she could make me that way so that I could have the personal enjoyment out of life that she knew I, I was capable of having. And, uh, that, that was a huge, huge difference. And now in turn, I am, I'm so devoted to her and so loving because like you said, I, I just, yeah. uh, I've kind of had perspective on what it means to kind of frivolously throw women away or relationships in general. I can relate yeah um not to the marriage part but yeah. to that part um but kudos you know to your wife well thank you yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely i think that's wonderful that's absolutely wonderful and she's the breadwinner which is often major kudos yeah to your wife. Yeah. <laughs> major kudos so guys um we need a break by the way before we uh, switch gears and move on to the second part of the show yeah we so. just talked talked about something really beautiful so it's time for a break so on that note let's take a break on the sure dog radio network we'll be back with mike catherwood and Am I saying that right? Catherwood. Catherwood. Either or, yeah. I mean, Catherwood's typical, but it can be respectful. Also, Catherwood would be also acceptable. 
Oh, it was Catherwood. All right. Mike Catherwood of Love Line, baby. And TJ DeSantis will be right back. Toyota's Labor Day sales event is ending soon. Save big with 0% APR on 13 of Toyota's top-selling models like RAV4, Camry, and Corolla. Don't wait. Toyota's Labor Day sales event ends Monday. Toyota, let's go places. Click the banner or visit buyatoyota.com. Hudson family has four kids and two options for a new home. Number one checks a lot of boxes. It's big, close to work. Private tennis court. Number two was kind of cramped, and that old barn was clearly haunted. But it has one gig internet with AT&T Fiber, so plenty of bandwidth and unlimited data for us to stream 4K movies while Billy games. Tina video chats, and Andrew and Maddie can do homework. HBO Max. Good point, Ghost. AT&T Fiber comes with HBO Max included. Looks like the Hudsons are bypassing the commuter's paradise to go with one gig internet with AT&T Fiber. And a fun new guest. Get super fast, entertainment-grade internet with AT&T Fiber. Now with the limited data included. Find out how to get one gig internet for $49.99 a month for a year. Limited availability in select areas. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Download max typically 940 megabits per second. Speeds not guaranteed and vary. $10 per month equipment via applies. Compatible device and online account registration required for HBO Max access. New residential AT&T Fiber customers only. Other charges and restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash att Fiber for details. Who am I kidding? I'll let him do it. Now, back to the voice of MMA, Bruce Buffer. Hi, Bruce Buffer back on the Sure Dog Radio. Hi, Bruce Buffer back on the Sure Dog Radio Network. We're live. Yeah, with Mike Catherwood and TJ DeSantis, and we're going to talk about something right now that bothers me. I mean, how much respect do you two gentlemen have for doctors? Tremendous. Tremendous yeah. respect, right? Tremendous respect for the certain training. Ones. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say re- ones, yeah. real doctors, not like like guys who are like doctors of math- mathematics. Right. Yeah. Or like two and a half men chiropractors. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I, you're right. I have respect for chiropractors. For real physicians and stuff, it's it's a, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. The yeah. training, everything. And I've always said that doctors, because they start so young usually, they go to school. They don't have that period as a rule because they're always in school or in the hospital where they grow up and they're banging different chicks and they're having fun and everything. So a lot of them happen to bloom later in life. Yes. And we all know, not we all know, but for those that don't know, drug addiction and alcoholism is very high amongst doctors. Um, really high. Like I think we were talking about earlier when we were doing, talking about uh, Joe Riggs is that just really high strung people. Yeah. That, that tends to be, I think the, not to, to digress too much, but I think the, the common misconception is that, you know, when people, when I talk openly about uh, alcoholism and addiction, they think that you go to meetings or 12-step programs and you're with a bunch of uh, uh, street dwellers and, and and prostitutes with, you know, flies banking around their head. No. Al- almost always I'm surrounded by doctors, attorneys, Absolutely. athletes, uh, law enforcement. It's always these really kind of high-strung, overambitious people. No, you're right. I went to a, my one of my partners in a previous business uh, was – a recovering alcoholic mm-hmm. and clean for some 15 years, but he went to his meetings every week. Right. And he took me to one of those meetings. He said, just, I said, I don't have a addiction that I have a problem with. He goes, Bruce, just come. I think it'd be really great for you. Open-minded. That was one of the coolest experiences I ever had watching these people open themselves right. and talk about themselves. And I left there in a very cathartic experience. I felt great after that. It was it's, really wonderful. It's rare, very rare to see op- grown adults talk in that way to, to expose vulnerability. Exactly. Well, maybe this individual I'm going to talk about here should have John Hopkins health system just agreed to pay $190 million to settle the case of a gynecologist who secretly recorded and filmed his patients. Oh, 
So what happened is, is that uh, this Dr. Nikita Levy was fired in 2013 after 25 years of, of work at John Hopkins. He found out, um, basically, he was found out after a colleague reported her suspicion that he was secretly filming his patients using a pen-like camera, which he wore around his neck. Okay, Levy confessed. Police searched his house. They found multiple computer servers and computers full of naked patient pictures and videos. As many as 8,000 women and girls were included in the case. Oh, that's another thing, too. I mean, you have to get a pelvic exam before you're 18. That's right. That's right, too. So he's filming all this. He committed suicide after confessing. He couldn't live with himself. John Hopkins is paying out $190 million right that's now. That's nuts. That's a serious chunk of change. But that's, a, I mean, what a gross perversion of, uh, you know, uh, being a doctor. I mean, that's yeah, truly. Seriously. You, you're given so much responsibility, and you earn that by, by anybody who can make it through medical school is, I mean, it's a special human being. And you, you, you kind of earn that different level of respect and responsibility. But what a, what a gross perversion of it. I, it does. <laughs> To, to kind of lighten the, the topic a little bit, I constantly get in this argument with Dr. Drew, constantly, where I say, listen, Drew, I understand. You're a professional, and I'm not saying that it in any way taints the way that you do your job. Right. But Kate Upton has a gynecologist. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that guy is probably a guy. You know, there's, there's a good chance it might be a man. Right. And I don't care what you're saying to me about how you're the Hippocratic Oath and that you're very professional. I'm sure he's very professional. I'm not saying he's finger diddling Kate Upton. I'm just saying that inside he's like, come on. Yeah. This is awesome. Because he's, he's had to have 90 uh, just wrecks come through the door. Sure. And he's like, let me do my job. And then all of a sudden it's just like gold mine. Thank well, you so much. He knows when Kate Upton's his 230 right, right, that yeah, day. Exactly. Yeah. He might not have a camera around his neck, but he's got a spank bank memory for the next few weeks. Oh, yeah. Forever, yes. <laughs> hey, uh, this reminds me of a story I heard. I think it was like a proctologist uh, in, I don't know, somewhere in the Midwest. He's getting sued because he was performing a colonoscopy on somebody, and the guy who was getting the colonoscopy was a very larger gentleman. Um, and during the colonoscopy, when the guy was out, this guy grabbed his butt and started, like, puppeting. With How it. did people yes. find that out? Well, here's the thing. He had his camera recording uh-huh. and uh, the guy – or his phone recording. So the guy had not visual but proof that this guy was doing this when he was unconscious and saying, look at me. I'm a fat asshole. <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. you verbally yeah. saying yeah. that? Oh, my yes. God. Yes. So – this this went down, and now this guy is suing the doctor for this, and I don't know. Like, what's the price for that? And Well, the first thing is, one thing about lawsuit, you don't get a settlement unless there's proven damages. What are the damages from that? Yeah, I, there aren't really any damages, but at the end of the day, if you're— If I'm the judge, I throw it out because immediately I'd be like, that's too funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't possibly lose but this I mean, case. you know, if you're the— you're the guy in question here. I mean, you probably do feel violated to a certain well, extent. Well, it's I think it's the humiliation. It's I think bad. it's the humiliation, but I wouldn't even go to court. I just find that guy on the way to his car and I'd bitch slap the hell out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, they you <laughs> Don't get me wrong. That is funny if it's your friend who's passed out drunk, sure, sure. but not but your not proctologist who right. put you under anesthesia. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With a camera up your, your, your right. bezel? Oh, no, right. no, no. How do you feel about the fact that I'm for capital punishment? We've discussed this many times. The mm-hmm. whole subject could take minutes and hours to go over. I know that certain people have uh, been put on death row. Not, I mean, we're talking about less than 1% of 1%, whatever, that have been proven that they're not guilty right. of the situation. And granted, that can happen, okay? It's, but I, 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 not, I don't mean to interrupt, but that happened so much. That happened far more frequently before the advent of in, in incredible forensic science. DNA testing. I mean, in the 70s, they were putting away dudes like crazy yeah. who are unfortunately in, uh, innocent. 
nowadays with with conclusive DNA evidence, it, it's kind of hard to be fully against capital punishment. It is. We, we still have cases where guys are getting out of jail after 13 years, but at least they're not being put to death. Right. So, and, and those are going to become much you know fewer and far between because, fewer. like you said, the technology is getting better. We're not you know revisiting cases that are that old anymore. Right. But you heard about what happened last week, right? Uh, the guy was under lethal injection. They had to give him 15 yeah. doses. Yeah, but well, that's the you new know. thing. Is like yeah. they're they, they were seriously discussing because they've had some. This is like the third in uh, two months. The uh, botched kind of. I didn't know that. Lethal. Well. And and uh, and they're having so much trouble not only acquiring the proper drugs to to administer during lethal injection, but they're having trouble giving it to people. Like some one guy. Was stayed aw- stayed awake. I think it was in Arkansas and and had a heart attack. Yeah, I saw and that. They, yeah. They're saying that's clearly cruel and unusual. This guy, they had to give fifteen doses. Uh, they were seriously talking the United States government about bringing back the firing squad. Well, that gets onto my subject because I'm so into this. I mean, if it's a situation where, like, I'm God forbid, and I'm sorry if I'm bringing any memories back to anybody listening, but your father and your daughter's been raped and right. killed. Okay, or beaten with a baseball bat. I, I think that I would love to see the fact that those parents, if they're willing, have a chance to get in a room with this guy and take care of this guy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. My heart agrees with you completely. But, but it's then, never going to happen. But you wonder, yeah. it's like, if we do resort to kind of almost barbaric type of, of capital punishment, mm-hmm. it's like, are we really progressing as, as no. a culture? No, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're going backwards. It's, it's always like you always got to think of taking the high road. I, I was always so impressed with how we handled the uh, the assassination of uh, Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. It would be so easy for us to all gather around and make a mockery of Oh, yeah. But the fact that they gave it a traditional Muslim burial, I thought it was like it was just another sign that the United States is going to take the high road on certain things. They did right by a man who didn't deserve to be done Certainly, right by. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the one controversial topic that I've always kind of been. I, I, I've never, whether it be abortion or gay rights or anything, I've always pretty much had my same view, even since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, legalization, drugs, certain things. Capital punishment is the one thing that, throughout different phases of my life, I've gone back and forth. Sure. I think a lot of people do. I've been a pretty steady person because I just really believe in justice, but I want to make sure it's done correctly to the person that deserves it. Right. But you know, I, I can see that we 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 propose promote the fact that here we we agree and i'm speaking for you tj legalization of marijuana yeah totally legalization of prostitution Mm -hmm. take it out of the hands of the bad people take the disease off the streets as best as possible and legalization of online poker which all these have been proven will bring tremendous amounts of millions into a basically broke u.s government that's right and 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 more so, I, I can't. I've never played uh, a round of poker in my life. I don't know anything about gambling. Cool, you've got I'm some terrible. money on young. <laughs> I'm terrible at gambling of all forms. I, I, I'm That's somehow, a good thing. It's I, good. Your wife's going to like that. <laughs> I'm somehow the guy who can screw up like slot machines. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's um, bad. That's uh, really bad. <laughs> but but I do I do think you're right. The, the, as far as drugs go, it's crazy how people can demonize the idea of legalizing marijuana when. The two mo- maybe most destructive substances on the planet outside of, of methamphetamine, tobacco and, and alcohol are legal. And, and yeah. you know, and not only legal but celebrated. They make their own beer at the White House and the Obama administration is going to talk negatively about the idea of uh, – or the deleterious health effects, potential health effects of, of marijuana. It's insane to me. And this is not coming from a marijuana user. I don't have any agenda. I just find it awfully hypocritical and, and misguided for them to, to use that. Well, I got because you're on the show and you said what you said. I'll say what I said a couple times on the show. My brother Brian's retired officer, mm-hmm. almost 25 years. So he always says, "I never broke up a fight because two guys just smoked a joint." It's true. It's alcohol. It just creates more problems. He said that was the biggest. 
aside from the, obviously the meth and PCP instances he had to deal with, alcohol was the worst thing he had to deal with. Yeah. Well, PCP is just truly other planet. It, you just go to another planet. Like, if you see, it's not like the guy had too much to drink and punched his wife. You're just like, dude, come on, man. What's going on? PCP is like, guy had too much PCP, ate his friend's heart. It's like go, to, <laughs> but that's true. Like, right, yeah. oh, you cannot that believe that was an MMA yeah. fighter. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah right, exactly. Area. Yeah, yeah. It just there's there's what was the name of the rapper? There was a, a, a L.A. rapper. God, Big Lurch. Yeah, Big Lurch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was he smoked. He, he hit a little uh, sherm and like just like ate a chick's neck or something. It's just crazy. what about that rapper that cut off his penis? What was his problem? Oh, oh yeah, and then jumped out of a building. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Like, wow, that guy should be in Die Hard. How do you go from just being normal to maybe coming up to the line and then literally just going way beyond PCP the line? PCP will do that That's to crazy. you. I mean, I've never done that. Well, I, don't. I have. I'm shocked that I didn't do anything worse. I just really Did you have w- someone watching you? <laughs> I actually smoked PCP with uh, Silk the Shocker. Okay. <laughs> and, and I believe C-Murder was there as well. C-Murder? What, C-murder? Was that? what could go wrong here? Well, yeah, I was at the Chronic 2000 tour. Uh, in 2000, right? Um, at, at the Stable Center, and this was clearly back in my parting days. And uh, a friend of mine's father used to run Ruthless Records. He okay. was like, or he didn't run it, but he was like a vice president. He was sure. a bigwig. So he's like, "Hey guys, I know you like Dre and and, and Eminem, and you guys want to go?" We're like, "Yes." So he goes, gets us like we were in the booth at Ruthless Records. So Master P's there with the like, the No Limit guys at right. the time, and like, sure enough, like like 40 seconds in the concert, starts sparking up joints. So we're like, "Oh, this is fantastic." Now they're like 20 minutes later, Silk the Shocker's like, who wants to smoke some Sherm? And like this whole thing is just completely, this whole booth is just completely silent. I was like, I do. Like, come yeah, on but sherm sherm is because when i was a kid when they said smoke some sherm that's that's the the sherman cigarette sherman wrappers cigarettes. yeah yeah and they put the pcp on top of pot they or dip what? it yeah they dip they, it they dip it that's i guess right. i guess nat yeah. shermans are the only cigarettes that have like the thick enough paper to really well that's what they now today are similar to like blunts yeah yeah, yeah yeah which they use little cigarillos or whatever they are for and uh yeah i just i just got really hot like really hot temperature wise not like right like uh hot under the car co- like and and i i mean I, like like i was boiling I wanted to take my clothes off right there. I mean, that's how I, I was so hot. And then I remember saying, "Like, wow, I'm really out of my head here." And everything smelled like magic marker. Like everything really? in the whole wow. place. Yeah, it was not. A, it was not. It wow. wasn't all that fun. How long that's did not it a last? Pleasure drug. Oh, long time. Long time. Yeah, I don't know if that shortens if you use it a lot. Sure. But it it was a good like four or five hours of of me not being normal. We've all heard the stories. I mean, my brother told me how he battled guys on PCP, and you, you can't you can't do it on your own. I mean, these guys a hundred. A guy who was stood in the middle of John Jones and Cormier the right, other night, yeah. give him some PCP, he would have taken both those boys down. Yeah. That's how crazy that stuff is. Yeah. That's the that's gonna be the next like MMA league in like <laughs> in like Bangladesh. It's like there PCP MMA league. Yeah, four and a four at a time in the oct- or the cage rather. All Let's, right, we're running out of time and we got something for uh, our guests here before we leave. So you got one more story you want to Yeah, hit? I do. I want to talk about, you know, we we already talked about Kardashian and the forty five million or whatever's gonna make off that stupid app, which is just beyond my recognition. Uh-huh. But the you know the stupid things keep on getting richer. So with that being said, Big Bang Theory. How many of you watch it? Love it, love it. I, I love it. Watch it. They're now the high like the highest paid actors on. Yeah, TV. it makes sense. They're uh, getting. They're, they're going. They're going. They just signed a deal for the next seventy two episodes. They're each meaning Jim Parsons. Seventy two more episodes. They've got a deal for seasons eight through ten. Seventy two oh more God. episodes. I mean, it all it does is win Emmys and go on. Uh, Kaylee uh, Cuoco, yeah. uh, Johnny Galecki, and Jim Parsons. They were at around three hundred thousand an episode. How much are they going to make now? I don't know. I can't even. One fathom. million per episode. Oh. 72 million they've got in the next two years. Oh. Wow. 72 million. Wow. Now, Parsons, I know, was working. Galecki was a steady little character actor in a film. 
Kaylee better thank her lucky stars, man. This is the I mean, God bless her too. Why not? Yeah. Take it. Sure. Take it. Yeah. Right? Not that she's not talented. I think she's great on the show. Yeah. But it's amazing how your life can change. My my thing about that though is like how old is Johnny Galecki? He's like twenty eight or something. I mean, I'm he's that, that young? No, no, no. I, he's I don't know. Be, no, he's he's got to be in his thirties. No, he's, no, he's in his thirties. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, this show's about you know, kind of being young and single and geeky. Like we're gonna get to that forty year old nerdy comic book storyline soon. Yep. I don't want to watch that. You know what I mean? I, I well, think they're thinking to themselves, "Who cares? Who cares? Seventy two million. You're like, well, you know what? I'll, them, do? I'll make my own movies where I'm yeah. a star. Yeah. Take, <laughs> take the money and run. Couple of no quickies. Then we'll get to you with your thing. All Sandra right. Bullock, who I happen to really be a fan of. Yeah. Okay. Celebrate her fiftieth birthday. I still think she's hot. Yeah. No, she's beautiful. Hot. Really hot. I mean, I would go out with her in a heartbeat. Um, even though she's got a kid, and that's not my choice, I would go out with Sandra Bullock. Um, she just made the top of the list on Forbes, fifty-one million last year, the highest earning oh, actress. Wow, fifty-one Goodness. million. That's that's amazing. And then last but not least, uh, I thought this was very heartwarming. Chris Pratt, you know, the big hit right now is the Guardians of the mm-hmm. Galaxy, mm-hmm. and Chris Pratt. Talk about a guy that has become a major star overnight. I love him. I think he's, he's great. I very really likeable. enjoy yeah. him. I really enjoy him. Well, he took his he he basically took or stole whatever his uniform from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Do you know why oh, he did no. it? His, he told meaning before it was released is that he said, you know what? If it's a hit, I want to have the costume so I can go to the hospital and be my character for sick kids in the hospital. That's pretty awesome. I thought that, that, was that is pretty great. That's so cool. You know, I really think more power to him. Yeah. 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 So that's me. I'm done. All right. Cool. Well, we're going to play. We're, you know what this song is. Uh, stinky play. Pinky song. Yeah. yeah. Bruce doesn't know what Stinky Pinky is probably. I know what a Stinky Pinky is, but what is your Bruce? Right. <laughs> do you, you want to explain the game to All him? All right. It, you, the the players give us words. They they, they try to t- to explain words to us that rhyme. Two words that rhyme, but they can't use the two words in the description. So in other words, if they were to say smelly finger, the answer would be stinky, stinky pinky. pinky. Or overweight feline, fat cat. That's the that's the gist of the game. Thank God you didn't say fat girl. Yes. The words don't necessarily <laughs> have to relate to each other. They just have no, to rhyme. No, they, but you make descriptions of two two right, words, yes. and, the, and those two words have to rhyme. Exactly. Together, so yes. we're going to play MMA-themed Stinky Pinky. Oh, let's do this. I've come up with five. I'm going to test your MMA knowledge because one of them's a little more difficult. All right. We'll see. But we'll start, I think, somewhat uh, simple. We'll go with another word for a yell and a ruthless welterweight. Robbie Lawler. Ruthless right? Robbie Lawler. Right. Yeah. So, Okay, hold on. Oh, another uh, word for yell. Holler, lawler. Good okay, job. There we go. Very good. Okay, I got. Very now good. I'm getting it. Now I'm getting it. I got it. I got it. Okay, I got it. A certain type of strike, and to submit. Uh, something tap. You're right with tap. A certain type of strike. A variation of a strike. Teep. Wow. Kick. You're thinking too technical. They have to rhyme. They have to yes. rhyme. So it rhymes with tap. We've got that. Slap tap. Tap. Good slap. job. Tap. All right. This is where we're going to go a little right. harder. We'll we're see. Going deeper. A former UFC welterweight nicknamed the dentist, and to be afraid. Josh Fear. Close. What's his last name? Near Fear. Josh. Near Fear. Yeah. Near Fear. Yeah. We're a good team. Sounds that come from Bruce Buffer's bedroom. And the nickname for the UFC light heavyweight champion? Uh, uh, John Bones. John Bones. Bones. There you go. Bones. 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 Groans. Yeah. And the last one: incompetent people that score fights, (laughs) and a rivalry between two fighters. Judges. Grudges. 
Good job. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That good was job. quick. That was good. So what do we get? I got three to two? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a competition. No, we were, we were working as a team. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I thought there was some cash no, going across no, 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 here. No, no, no. Not even tickets to Disneyland or something? I got to have something for the kids. Sorry. I'll let you use my annual pass. We got, we got, by, no, we by, got no budget on the show. By winning three you know to two, that. I clearly got ringside seats to the Jones Cormier fight. That's, that's all up to that man right there. <laughs> put on a dress, baby. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> for, for ringside seats to that fight, I'd put on a dress easily. No panties. Thanks for coming in, Mike. It, it was, was fun. It was my pleasure, guys. Anytime. Yeah, thanks, I, I live right down the block. So. Yeah, we'll have to have you back. Uh, that's right. great. Really had a good time. Thank yeah, you thank very you much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bug you for a part-time job at K-Rock eventually. Uh, you know what? You understand what that would pay. You'd actually lose money by driving to the station. I worked in radio for 10 years. <laughs> I have the resume. I'll give you my air check. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. So let me um, let me just ask Mike real quick. Mike, you want to promote your Twitter or anything else like that? At Mike Catherwood on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen to Love Lighting anytime you want, anywhere you want by uh, downloading it as a podcast on iTunes, Podcast One, anywhere you want. Love line right there for you. Awesome. And I'm at Bruce Buffer on Twitter, Bruce Buffer UFC on Instagram, TJ at TJ, at TJ DeSantis. And everybody, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We always love when you listen to us do our thing. Show respect to others. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be honest. Be good. Be a role model for those around you. We'll talk to you next week on It's Time Radio. It's Time with Bruce Buffer is a TJ DeSantis production and is property of the Sure Dog Radio Network. Its content is intended for private use only. Hanging around. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply.